What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's December 6, 2023, and this is Lift and Learn episode 129. In this episode, I'll talk about why you need to drink more water and how to get back into exercise after some time off. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Almost everyone out there should have or drink protein shakes daily. That's right. The reality of it is that even if you don't work out, you should be having a protein shake throughout the day because I haven't met a single person who hits their required protein goal with their typical diet. Now, the thing is, I'd always encourage or push someone to increase protein through whole foods first. So fish, meat, chicken, Greek yogurt, milk, whatever. But the thing is, uh, most people just won't be able to consume the amount of protein required. This is why I think protein shakes are pretty important even if you don't work out. I know they're supposed to be used as a post-workout recovery drink to help build up muscles, but that's not their only purpose. Protein is used for more in your body than just recovering muscles. It's used for all different kinds of systems in the body to help your body work more optimally. That's why I believe that protein shakes can be so necessary. If you can tolerate it, whey protein would be the best. That's derived or made from milk. If you're intolerant, you can always use a vegan option. They likely won't taste as good, but at least you'll be getting in the protein regardless. If you're on a vegetarian or vegan diet, there's more than a 99% chance you're not getting in enough protein in your diet, so that's when supplementing with it will help. For me, I've been using a vegan protein. Not my choice, trust me, but the whey versions, depending on the brands, Um, I'll get like an upset stomach a little bit. I've noticed that the past two or three years, I ignored it at first, but ultimately I had to give in to having the vegan protein powder. It's not the best tasting thing ever, but it's just something I have to deal with now. Like I said, though, you want to achieve your required protein intake through whole foods first. Try that first. A simple strategy would be to, uh, just increase your protein intake per meal around 10 grams. So if you eat three meals a day on average, that's already a 30 gram protein bump every single day, which goes a long way when it comes to improving your health. So always try bumping it up with whole foods first before quickly jumping into supplementing it with a shake or a protein bar or something like that. Okay, so let me talk a little bit about my training because it's been going well lately. I mean, besides the past few days, which I might get into later, But we got this belt squat machine at my gym, and I've been loving using that lately. I don't think I've mentioned this yet. I can load it pretty heavy, and you really have no choice but to use pretty good form on there as opposed to barbell squatting. This has been especially useful for some of my clients who struggle with lack of depth in the squat, and it kind of bridges the gap between a kettlebell or TRX squat and the barbell squat. You can kind of get the groove of how the squat should feel and when you're squatting deeper and properly, you'll feel it differently and how you're recruiting your muscles as well. So 
yeah, I've been doing that for a bit and I've felt it for the next few days because it was such a new exercise for me. And that might have also been because I started also incorporating good mornings into my leg days as well. So that exercise is where you have the barbell on your back and you just bend over at the waist, keeping your legs pretty straight. This one hits the hamstrings pretty hard. It's pretty similar to a stiff leg deadlift, I'd say, but the barbell is loaded on your back instead. And that one is something I need to do more of. Definitely a lower body focus will be what more of my training will look like in the new year because that's what's really lacking for me and abs, I mean, and calves and everything else really, but that's the biggest issue I think. For me, even mobility is something that's still a work in progress, especially in the hips and shoulders. So I've been doing way more rotation work lately because it's now the golf off season and I need to be better next season. I did get a bit better this year, just reflecting on the season. I did shoot the best round of my life on my birthday, but I still need a bit more consistency there. I might get some lessons this year and I need to spend a bit more time at the simulator for this off season. And like I said, work more on the mobility aspect of it all because my backswing definitely needs some work. In terms of my personal life and how that's going, I went bowling with my family last weekend. Always a good time at the alley, whether it's with the boys or the fam. I had my best frame ever. I don't know if that's the correct uh, terminology. I had a strike pretty early on, followed by a spare, and then out of nowhere, five strikes in a row. So... I did almost get over 200, I mean my score, if I didn't blow it at the end, but like five strikes in a row, it felt amazing. I got to chase that bowling high again. Uh, we followed that up by going to one of my favorite places in the world, Dimitri's. If you don't know what Dimitri's is, that's a dessert restaurant. I've been going there since I was in my teens, and the prices for those meals have more than doubled in price, which sucks because it's literally just dessert foods, but... I mean, it is what it is. Every time I go there, I make my own crepe, but you have the option to choose a waffle as well. This time, I got a crepe, had white chocolate ice cream topped with strawberry sauce, brownies, and warm oven-baked apple crisp or something. It was so good. You just can't go wrong there. And then someone else at the table couldn't finish what they got, so I cleaned up their plate as well, which was a crepe, some vanilla ice cream, strawberries, Nutella... Oh my god, my memory is always so good when it involves sugary sweets and desserts, right? I love that place. But wow, it's gotten so expensive over the years. It was $23 for one of those meals, and I finished it in like 8 minutes. But regardless, that was a great way to spend a Saturday night, though, I have to say. Ever since I got back from Hawaii, though, I have not had a day off of work. And I think... That might have played a factor into me getting a slight stomach virus or maybe it was gastro or something. Today is the first day where I kind of feel normal, but starting on Sunday night, I was getting the chills, had some fits in the washroom that I won't get into too much of what was going on there, but just feeling super weak Monday and Tuesday of this week. Feeling much better today, thankfully, but I haven't worked out in nearly a week, but I think tomorrow I'll be back into the gym again, giving my body the rest it deserves right now after that disastrous start, but it's okay, not the end of the world. I did think the sauna would help, but that was a tough go the other day. Luckily, I had my water bottle with me, because I might have passed out in there, but like I said, you gotta do it safely. I said this last week. For me, I think what helped the most is just giving my body the time to recover, catching up on sleep, eating my fair share of fruits and vegetables lately, 
but my appetite will probably take another few days to get back to um, the regular, you know, routine, which is also fine. I'll be patient, listen to my body, nothing I haven't been through before. So if you're going through some kind of sickness right now, which wouldn't be all that crazy because I've had at least half of my clients be sick over the past few weeks, there's definitely something going around. Give yourself that time off to recover. Be smarter than me though, and actually take some sick days at work if you got them. Eat whole foods, hydrate, get some good sleep. That's how you recover to the best of your ability. Question one, why and how to drink more water? Water's the key to life, and why I bring this up is because most people out there need to simply drink more water. Wow, so, okay, I kicked off the episode by telling you to have more protein shakes, and now I'm telling you to drink more water. They're both important though, trust me. Everyone would notice a positive change to their health just by increasing their water intake. This is important and impacts our health in a bunch of different ways. Drinking more important drinking more drinking more water is important for maintaining good health as it plays a crucial role in various bodily functions. So I'll talk about why and how to incorporate more water into your daily routine. So let's start with the why. Why do we need to drink more water? Hydration, that's the first point. Water is essential for staying properly hydrated. When you're well hydrated, your body can function optimally. Uh, this means when it comes to workouts or just being higher energy throughout the day. The hydration can lead to fatigue, decreased cognitive function, and physical discomfort. So drinking more water not only helps you physically, but mentally as well. I noticed this a lot even in my own life. You've probably heard me talk about the difference in my early morning workouts on days where I remember to drink a bunch of water before my workouts. There's a huge strength difference there. I'm a lot stronger when I'm more hydrated and the pumps from the workout are a lot better as well. So this is a no-brainer. An increase in water also helps you with digestion as well. It helps in the digestion and absorption of food. It aids in breaking down nutrients and moving them through your digestive system. And this alone could help you maintain a healthier body weight. So that's why it's a good idea to remember to up your water intake. This helps with all the systems in the body. Hydrogen and oxygen, those important molecules in water, are used for just about everything that goes on inside of us. Temperature regulation. So water helps regulate body temperature. When you're hot, you sweat to cool down, and when you're cold, blood vessels constrict to conser uh, conserve heat. I talked a, a bit about this last week when I was talking about hydrating when you're using the sauna, and this is exactly why. Water is going to help you cool down, especially in times of need. And detoxification. So water helps your body eliminate waste, just like I talked about for digestion purposes. But this also helps clear out toxins through urine, sweat, bowel movements. That's a major reason why drinking more water benefits your health. Some minor but can be major ones would be to improve your skin health. Proper hydration can contribute to healthier, more radiant skin. It can also help with joint health as well. An increase in water intake helps lubricate and cushion your joints, which is important for overall mobility and just day-to-day -day life comfortability. One of the main factors to increase water that I found just over the past few years is how it helps with the workouts. I noticed that for myself when I increase water intake right before the workout, I have more energy, I feel better, and overall I'm just stronger in general. Even though water itself doesn't give you any energy from a carb perspective, because of those benefits when it comes to joint improvement and overall body functions, 
our body just works more optimally, like I said, and I've seen that translate with my own workouts, especially when I work out in the early morning. Okay, so now that you know all of that, how the heck do you drink more water? Well, it involves a bit of planning, for sure, because just saying you're going to drink more water, for most people, that won't push the needle enough. You actually do need a solid plan. First off, you need to set a daily goal. Determine how much water you need each day. You could research it and find that you need to drink, I don't know, around two to three liters a day. But the reality is we're all different shapes and sizes. Our own water intake will vary depending on body size, activity level, climate wise, how much you sweat. There's so many factors. Regardless, find what works for you. Most people don't get enough, so increasing your intake is usually where you need to go. And use a water bottle. So carry a reusable water bottle with you throughout the day. Having a bottle on hand makes it easy to to sip water whenever you're thirsty. This one's handy because that's how we can kind of determine how much we drink throughout the day. If you have a one liter bottle, have two, two to three of those throughout the day, depending on how much water you need to have. Again, that's different for everybody. Creating a routine. So... Set specific times during the day to drink water, such as having a glass as soon as you wake up. Get ahead of it. So start the day off on the right foot, before meals, before bedtime. This establishes a routine that can help you remember to drink more water. It's funny I mentioned this because last Christmas, my cousin was showing me this expensive water bottle she has, and it'll actually send you a notification to your phone if you haven't drank any water for a set time. And that you can change through the app. That's pretty cool, but probably out of the price range for most people. So, I mean, for the normal person, you can literally just set timers for yourself to drink water if you think that'll help. Maybe that means every hour or 90 minutes or two hours could work best for you. Something that'll remind you would be helpful though, because there's so many times I'll be talking to clients at the end of their day and they'll tell me that they just forgot to drink water today because of how busy work ended up being. It's on those days where you probably need it the most. Flavor your water. So if plain water doesn't appeal to you, add a slice of lemon, cucumber, maybe some mint that might give it a refreshing taste for you. It doesn't always just have to be plain old water. I remember I went through a phase where I'd have those small aspartame flavoring water things that you just drop like three droplets into the water to make it taste a little bit better. I don't do that anymore, but those are some of the other alternatives out there depending on how you feel about artificial sweeteners, which might not be the best depending on the exact source too. And that's why I mentioned those natural flavorings or flavor things at the beginning. Lemon's a good one. Maybe some mint would be solid as well. So track your intake. So use a journal or a water tracking app to monitor your daily water consumption. It can help you stay accountable and ensure you're meeting your hydration goals. This helps so that you don't have to track all of this mentally. It could be a hassle, but in the end, it'll help if you're noticing that you fall behind constantly. A reminder would be to drink before you're thirsty because by the time you feel thirsty, you're already mildly dehydrated. Try to sip water consistently throughout the day to prevent thirst from becoming a cue to drink water. And that also means we want to replace the other beverages. Um, Gradually reducing your consumption of the sugary or the caffeinated beverages, replacing that with water. This, in turn, is a healthy way to cut out empty calories and stay hydrated at the same time. And remember that 
it doesn't always need to come from just strictly drinking plain water. You can eat water-rich foods. I just told this to one of my clients today, actually, which is pretty funny. Include uh, foods with high water content in your diet, such as fruits, maybe watermelons or oranges, and vegetables like cucumber or celery that could that could boost uh, your water intake too as well. And you got to listen to your body, which is the next two points here. So pay attention to your body's signals. If you're feeling tired, have a headache, if you have the dark yellow urine, it might be a sign that you need to drink more water. And this is a big one that gets overlooked. The urine thing especially. Like if your pee is too yellow, then you need to drink more water. Plain and simple. Your pee should be a pretty light and you can be uh you can actually look up what color that should be online, but it should be a lighter yellow shade. So stay mindful during exercise. This is the last one. When you're physically active, your body loses more water uh, through sweat. Make sure to drink more water during, before, after the workout to stay properly hydrated. This one's obvious, but I just thought I'd mention it because I'll also have clients who just won't have a water bottle with them for our workout. So I have to remind them to either bring their own next time or drink from the fountain between exercises or sets at the gym. Again, individual water needs will vary, so it's important to find a balance that works for you. Drinking more water can have numerous benefits for your health, so making it a habit is going to be worth it in the end. Question two, how to get back into exercise after a break or a layoff? I have some experience with this, and it's something I have to constantly talk about with my clients when they're coming back from vacation or something along those lines. They go to the cottage and I don't see them for a few weeks, or they've been working out at home and the intensity and access to weights isn't like the gym, but that's still great because they're at least drilling some kind of routine into their day-to-day life. Getting back into exercise after a layoff or a break and doing it the right way is the smartest thing you could do. I always talk about how injuries going forward are one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to achieving some of your health or maybe strength goals at the gym. So I have here listed a step-by-step guide to help you ease back into fitness safely and effectively. First things first, you have to assess your current fitness level. So before jumping into a new exercise routine, take some time to evaluate your current fitness level. You have to understand any physical changes, limitations, or changes in your goals that may have occurred during your break, this is important. If you didn't do any exercise with your time off, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. But be smart when you go back into your training. Like I said, don't just start where you were before, um, where you were before you were off, or it could be a bad time. I had a client who was into CrossFit for two years, very consistent, but then she had a bit of time off because of the pandemic. She jumped back into it after a three-year break. And then she ended up injuring her lower back because she just pushed it a little too much. She remembered the weights and the reps she did before, tried to do it again, but her body wasn't ready for that. And unfortunately, she hurt herself. You don't want to try to start back where you were a few weeks or months ago. That's just a recipe for disaster. I've also been there with minor injuries that would happen at the gym. Something else that becomes even more important when you're getting back into exercise after a bit of a break would be to warm up and cool down properly. Always include a warm up and cool down in your workouts. Warming up prepares your body for exercise while cooling down helps with recovery and reduces muscle soreness. Cooling down would mean stretching after exercise also. You might get that muscle soreness after your first few sessions of working out, but stretching could help reduce the severity of that. 
So focusing on form, you have to pay close attention to your form and technique during exercises. Proper form is crucial to prevent injuries and ensure effective workouts. Don't worry so much about the weight. Give your body time to get back to where you once were. A good rule of thumb would be to give yourself half the time to get back to where you once were. So if you were off for about a month from the gym, so four weeks, give yourself two weeks or so to get back to your regular strength and cardio levels, although this will vary depending on your fitness level. And this is why you need to start slowly. Begin with a lower intensity and duration than you were accustomed to before your break. This allows your body to adapt gradually and reduces the risk of overuse injuries. For instance, if you used to run long distances, start with shorter runs or brisk walks, ease up on the intensity at first, give yourself time to adapt to your training. This is going to be important if you've taken a few weeks or a month off, especially if you're coming back from a sickness, maybe COVID, you'll notice you're not as strong as before. You'll notice that you might be more tired than usual doing whatever workout you were doing. Something that might have been easy before probably won't feel that way after some time off. That doesn't mean you need to beat yourself up and hate yourself because you're not performing your best right away. It just means you need to relax, give yourself some time to get back into the groove or being physically active again. Strength-wise, it'll come back in a few weeks because of muscle memory. So give yourself a few weeks to get back to where you once were. Just be patient with the whole process. Your dream body or whatever it is, that's not just going to take a few months to get. It's likely going to be years of consistency, so ease into the whole fitness thing and eventually your body will get used to it and will be stronger than ever. This is why you need to set realistic goals. Establish clear and achievable fitness goals. These goals will help you, uh, will help keep you motivated and provide a sense of purpose for your workouts. Start with manageable uh, goals and gradually increase the intensity of your workouts and complexity over time. This is exactly what I mean when I say to be smart with your training. Start lower on the intensity scale and give yourself time to ramp up to where you once were. Again, tracking helps with this tremendously. Be patient and realistic. Understand that it's going to take time to regain your previous fitness level. Patience is crucial and it's okay to start at a lower intensity and gradually build up. That's what I'll be doing over the next few days. I mean, I had a few days off, about a week off, and I was sick. I was feeling a little bit weak. Appetite hasn't been um, to where it normally is. So again, when I step into the gym, whether that be tomorrow or Friday, after a week off, I'm going to just take it easy, just go through the motions. I'm going to probably stick to mainly machines and just go from there, basically. And stay motivated. So you got to find ways to stay motivated. Maybe that means setting rewards for reaching milestones. That doesn't mean like you hit a... Uh, weight goal and then you just automatically go on like a cheat day like you got to set a better reward than that so working out with a friend maybe participating in like some group classes that could help setting a consistent schedule would be good establishing a regular workout routine consistency is the key to everything right decide on specific days and times for your workouts and stick to it so you got to track your progress that's a i mean everybody hates tracking for some reason but that's how you get better. So you got to keep a workout journal or maybe use a fitness app. I like to use Gymbook personally, but I usually recommend Strong for most people. I'm pretty sure they have an Android and an iPhone app. So there you go. That'll, uh, that'll be great to record your activities, the intensity, any changes in your fitness level. This will help you stay motivated and measure your progress over time. 
Like I said, when I mentioned the cool down earlier, you need to incorporate the recovery aspect. So you got to allow your body to recover between workouts. Rest days are essential for muscle repair and overall recovery. And choosing the right type of exercise. So select an exercise program that aligns with your interests and fitness goals. It could be cardio workouts like running, cycling, swimming, maybe strength training. A balanced routine that includes both cardio and strength exercises, that's going to be the best thing for you. You have to monitor your body. So listen to your body, be aware of any pain, discomfort, or fatigue you might have. If you experience unusual pain, stop the exercise. Um, The first session back after some time off, don't be surprised if you're sore more than usual the next few days, like when you first started working out. And you might want to consider a trainer or a workout program. So if you're unsure about how to structure your workouts or you need guidance, consider working with a personal trainer or following a structured workout program. What better way to DM me and ask me whatever you need for how to get back into working out after some time off? I'm just kidding. But feel free to do that if you want to. And remember enjoying the process. So remember that exercise, it's not just about reaching your goals, especially when it comes to like the how you physically look. It's about enjoying the journey and the positive impact it has on your overall health and well-being. Getting back into exercise can be challenging, but with the right approach and patience, you can regain your fitness level and continue on your path to a healthier lifestyle. And that concludes episode 129 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.